find that there is a system in this world that operates. One is the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and one is the system that we would like to happen. We would like to have the system that we would desire and what we would want. So if the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there, there are things that are operating in this world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this world Darul Imtihan, the place of examination, the place of tests. So this world is there and we will have tests in this world. And the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala follows one cause. What we desire takes another cause. So therefore we should bring our desire according to the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should make our desire conform with the system and the decision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'll elaborate and I'll explain a little bit more. The system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is such that when tests come, when trials come, at that time what the believer should do is adopt two things. Adopt taqwa and adopt sabr. Two things. Person should bring taqwa. The fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be in front of him. And the other thing he should do is adopt patience. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. We as insan, as human beings, we like instantaneous results. We want to see things happening immediately. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's system is such that he puts insan through tests because he's in the world of tests. And he wants to see what level of sabr this insan can make. And according to the level of sabr he can make, according to the level of endurance he can adopt, Accordingly, the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes. So it was the battle of Badr that had taken place. One of the most important battles in the history of Islam. It was the forerunner for the elevation and for the beauty and the splendor of Islam to become apparent. It was the forerunner for the distinguishing of haq and batil, of truth and falsehood, guidance and deviation. This was the forerunner, the battle of Badr. So this battle of Badr was a battle wherein Sahaba Ridwanullahi Ta'ala Ali Majma'in initially didn't realize that they were going out on battle. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had addressed them. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had told them that this caravan of Abu Sufyan, this trade caravan that is returning, remember Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Sahaba were in Madinatul Munawwara. Madinatul Munawwara is north of Makkatul Mukarramah. So they were taken out, the Sahaba, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they were taken out of the homes, they lost their belongings, they lost their birthplace, they lost their businesses, they lost whatever they had in Makkatul Mukarramah. Now they were in Madinatul Munawwara. And here there was a trade caravan that was coming from Syria, north of Madinah Sharif, coming down, passing Madinah and going towards Makkatul Mukarramah. So Rasulullah told the Sahaba that here is an opportunity for you to capture this caravan of Abu Sufyan and perhaps Allah Ta'ala will bless us with the spoils that we can get from this capture, from this capturing of this caravan. So whoever got ready at a short notice, they got ready to proceed with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa There was no rebuke for any person. Why? Because this was not a jihad, it was not a war that was taking place. It was merely capturing the trade caravan of Abu Sufyan. Now Abu Sufyan at that time, he was the leader of the Quraysh. He was one of the leaders of the Quraysh. He suspected that we may get ambushed on the way. It was his concern, his worry. So what he did was he continuously inquired, he found out from anybody that was traveling on the path, what is the whereabouts of Muhammad wasallam and his companions. So every person he found, he was finding out. Eventually he got the news that they are proceeding and they are coming towards. So he pays a person by the name of Damdam Ghifari. He pays him, he said, go quickly. That time it was not a, it was not a period, an age of cell phone, of commun- quick communication. They had to physically go 
So from that point onwards, he paid this dam-dam rifari, go quickly to Makkah al-Mukarramah as fast as you can and inform them that come and save their caravan, save their capital, save the goods that they had invested. There was hardly any person in Makkah al-Mukarramah that did not invest capital in this trade caravan. So out of the love for this caravan and out of that desire to save and an opportunity to attack the Muslims, they set out with 1,000 strong in number. It is mentioned that they were so confident of their victory that they even left out with musical instruments, instruments of entertainment. So after the war is completed, they have dancing girls there, they got the music, they got the entertainment. The celebration can start because they were so sure that they're going to defeat the small group of Muslims. And they were armed to the teeth. One thousand of them fully strong, they left and they came. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Sahaba on the other hand, they were not even prepared for battle. They didn't go out for a, for a jihad, for a war. So when they left, they left to 313 Sahaba. And it comes in the books of history that they only had two horses in that whole group. 70 camels. It is mentioned that Sahaba, Ridwanullahi ta'ala alim ajma'in, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa had appointed three people to share one camel. So two people would walk, one would ride. Sorry, two would ride, one would walk. Two would ride, one would walk. That's how they would move. And when it came to the turn, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa himself shared with Abu Lubaba radiallahu anhu and Hazrat Ali radiallahu anhu the camel. Nabi alayhi salatu himself also shared the camel as they were going. So when it came to the turn of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa to walk, they would tell him, oh Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that you take our place. We will walk on your behalf. We don't want you to walk. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa would reply to them, that you are neither stronger than me, that I should ride and you should walk. You are neither stronger than me, nor am I more independent of the reward from Allah than you. In other words, I also need the reward of walking, therefore I am also going to walk. And this is how they proceeded, ill-equipped in that battle, and they went. They left on the 12th of Ramadan. Allah Ta'ala had made it such that this battle, the battle of Badr, was known as Yomul Furqan. And the month of Ramadan also was known as Furqan. Allah Ta'ala had revealed Quran Sharif as the distinguisher between Haqq and Batil in this month. So when they left and they had come, it was now the night before the battle could take place. So they had pitched up a hut, a simple hut structure for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa on a hilltop, wherein Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa could get a bird's eye view of the battle that was taking place. Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, was the person that went into the hut with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sahaba mentioned that the night before Badr, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came out and he pointed out every spot wherein the people that would get slain, wherein the kuffar would be slain, that this person would be slain at this spot, that person would be slain at that spot, that person would be slain at that spot. Hazrat Anas radiallahu anhu, he mentions that not even a hair's breath had passed from the spot except that what Rasulullah told us that night was 100% true. When the battle took place, this is exactly where they were slain. So anyway, that night, Hazrat Ali radiallahu anhu says that every one of us fell off to sleep. Can you imagine they were tired? It was a arduous journey. They had come to Badr. So every one of us fell off to sleep except Rasulullah wasallam. The whole night before the night of Badr, he was in Salah and Dua. Salah and Dua, this is how Rasulullah wasallam passed his night. Sometimes he would be in sajda, sometimes he would be standing with his hands up, raising, making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Often his garment would, upper garment would fall off because of the dua that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa would make. At the time of announce, as-salah, as-salah, the time for salah has come, sahaba all got up for salah. Can you imagine even at the time of battle, 
Sahaba did not miss their salah. This is such an important lesson for us that we a time of ease and comfort. Sometimes it's on a holiday and Allah Ta'ala forbid that sometimes a man is going for Umrah or is going for Hajj is the time of salah and people are not reading salah even on the plane. So salah is something we can't miss at any time. This was the time of battle. But Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam woke up the Sahaba for salah. They performed salah. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he then addressed them and he gave them encouragement that fight with all your zeal. Fight fearlessly for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He arranged the rose himself. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did this. So the sahaba on that occasion, they expressed so much of love. When Nabi alayhi salatu wasallam was making the saf state, there was one sahabi who was out of line. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam just nudged him with his... Then he tells Rasulullah sallallahu you hurt me. I want to take some type of retribution. So Rasulullah immediately, he didn't feel shy, immediately he took off his top. He said, here is your chance to take retribution. Immediately the sahabi grabs Rasulullah sallallahu he kisses him. He says that perhaps this is the last day that I will see you. So that is why I wanted to kiss you. So much of love they had for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Again Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam went back into it just before the battle. Again Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam went into the hut. And he's making so much of dua. One dua that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam made on this occasion. It is something for us to remember that what was the concern of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allahumma anjizli ma wa'attani. Allahumma in tuhlak hadhi al-isaba min ahli al-islam. La tu'abad fil ard. Oh Allah, me, cause that promise to come to, cause that promise to come to pass. Make it happen, oh Allah, that promise that you have given me of victory. Oh Allah, cause that promise to pass. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Oh Allah, if the small band of Sahaba are destroyed today, the small band of believers are destroyed today, oh Allah, there will be nobody to worship you on this earth. Nobody to worship you on this earth. Look at the concern of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. For so long he kept on crying and making this dua. His upper garment again fell off. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu, he saw Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his condition. He took pity on him. He felt so sorry for Rasulullah sallallahu He grabbed Rasulullah sallallahu He grabbed him and he said, Hasbuk faqad al-hahta ala rabbik. That you have asked, you have pleaded enough from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Enough pleading. Stop now, O Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Stop. This was the occasion when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi pleaded so much to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now I was speaking about that situation where sabr had to be made. Conditions had to come about. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa in the whole night had to make sabr, had to make dua, had to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do in return? This is something for us to remember. That Allah ta'ala does not need tanks, He does not need F-16s, He does not need missiles to destroy any army. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He wants to destroy anybody, He can use the birds, like how He destroyed Abraha and his army. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to use the wind, He can use the wind. If He wants the ground to open up, He can use the ground to open up. On this occasion, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first sent down 1,000 malai. And then Allah ta'ala increased it to 3,000. And then Allah ta'ala increased it by sending down 5,000 malaika. So here we see the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who was the commander of the malaika? Allah Ta'ala sent Jibreel alayhi salam, Mikail alayhi salam, Israfil, you are the commanders of the malaika. Sahaba say that we experience something that we never experienced before. That on sun, on, 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 on occasions when we would be charging towards the enemy, suddenly we would hear the word, that charge, we would hear somebody screaming charge, before we can even reach that enemy, the enemy is on the ground. We can see that his nose has been struck with a whoop. There would be a mark that was left on his and some sahaba would say that we are still going towards the enemy and we see the head is already chopped off. Other sahaba said we saw the malaika on horses. Allah Ta'ala had sent down the malaika in the form of human beings. This is how they came to help them. And then after the battle, sahaba say we could see specifically 
that who had been killed by an angel and who had been tackled by a human being. Why? Because those that had been being killed by angels, they had dark fiery marks on their necks and their fingertips. They were struck by angels. We could see that Allah Ta'ala's help had come. Allah Ta'ala mentions, وَلَقَدْ نَصَّرَكُمُ اللَّهُ بِبَدْرِهُ وَأَنْتُمْ أَدِلَّهُ Allah Ta'ala helped you in Badr when you were very, very weak. You were very, very weak. But what was the command of Allah Ta'ala immediately? Allah That adopt taqwa. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the help of Allah ta'ala will come. This is the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is not much time. I wanted to mention one or two other incidents from Quran, wherein people were tested with endurance. People were endurance, then the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Nabi Ayyub alayhi salam. Nabi Ayyub alayhi salam, Allah ta'ala had tested this world. Sometimes it's with the children, sometimes it's with the staff, sometimes it's with the family, sometimes it's with an enemy, sometimes it's being tested with occupation, sometimes it's being tested with sickness, different things people go through. But how do we behave? Do we complain or do we have sabr? Do we bring sabr in our life? So Nabi Ayyub had been tested with a sickness, such a sickness like boils on his body, a type of a leprosy that people all around him had left him to such an extent they made him go stay near the garbage dump. That this is where you go stay. That was a stench that was emanating from his body. The only person that stayed with him was his wife, Layya. Allah Ta'ala had made it such that she was a very pious woman. She was from the progeny of Yusuf alayhi salam. He himself was a very pious person. He was from the pro- progeny of Ruth alayhi salam. So anyway, when he was tested with this, on one occasion he had left, all his family had left him. Either his children had passed away or they had left him. No children, no neighbors, no friends, all alone. So to say, besieged, left by the world. The world is, has left him alone. There was no assistance coming from anyone. Nabi Ayyub is there by the dump. After he was at the age of 70, he had got the sickness. So now seven years had passed. Now his wife, she just asked him that, why don't you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah ta'ala have mercy upon you. So feeling sorry for her, he didn't even want to make dua to Allah, that Allah cure him. He was even feeling ashamed to ask Allah ta'ala, that Allah ta'ala had given him. So he replies to his wife, that Allah ta'ala had given me 70 years of good health. He had given me all the luxuries that money could buy. Now only seven years of test must I complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In other words, I should be tested with 70 years of pain. And what us, Allah ta'ala forgive us, that we get so impatient so quickly. So here he just makes one dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَإِيُّوبَ إِذْ نَادَى رَبَّهُ أَنِّي مَسَّنِيَ الدُّرُّ وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّحِمِ Not even complaining to Allah. He says, Oh Allah, I've been afflicted with difficulty. And you, O oh Allah, are أَرْحَمُ الرَّحِمِينَ You are the most merciful of those that so merciful. Allah Ta'ala accepted his dua. فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ فَكَشَفْنَا مَا بِهِ مِن دُرُّ وَعَتَيْنَاهُ أَهْلَهُ وَمِسْلَهُ مَعَهُمْ Allah Ta'ala says that we answered his dua and we removed his difficulty. And not only did we give him his health back, Allah Ta'ala had given him his health back to such a condition that ulama explained that he was now given a face, features his body had been repaired to such a condition that he was looking like a young man. So he moved away now from the dump. His wife had come and she seen that he's not lying there anymore where he would normally lie. She begins to cry. She moves out a little bit and she sees this young person, this young man. She couldn't even realize that this was her husband. So she asked him, did you see this man? Where is this old man gone from here? So then he tells her that I am the Sikh. Couldn't believe it. He says, look carefully. He had sent down clothes from Jannah for him to wear. He took the he took the figure of a young man. She also couldn't believe it. Allah Ta'ala not only replaced him with all the wealth that he had, doubled his children. Doubled his progeny for him. This is how Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala rewards those that are patient. The condition is we need to be patient. 
So Allah Ta'ala tells him, Urkud Birijlik. Before that, Allah Ta'ala tells him to take your foot, strike it on the ground. Allah Ta'ala caused out a spring to gush. Hada muqtasulum baridu wa sharab. This water that is coming out, have a bath in it, drink from it. Allah Ta'ala cured him. The point they're making is that Allah Ta'ala's help will come. We need to do what we need to do. We need to be patient. We need to have sabr. Shaitan is also in these conditions when we're seeing war taking place, when we're seeing our brothers getting attacked. It is natural for a Muslim. It is natural for a Muslim to feel sad. But one thing a Muslim does not do is he does not ever lose hope. He never ever loses hope. This is the attack of shaitan. This is the missiles of shaitan. This is the strike of shaitan into the hearts of believers that lose hope, lose hope. Where is your Allah? We don't ever ask the question. Allah is there. Allah is just seeing our level of endurance. And when the help of Allah comes, then a person will appreciate all those years of endurance brought the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore we shouldn't be, we should be patient. Shaitan wants us to lose hope. This is the attack of Shaitan. We don't ever lose hope. We always have hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That same Allah that is the provider is the same Allah that is the protector. May Allah ta'ala give us the tawfiq of making amal, of bringing the sabr in our life, bringing taqwa in our lives, and then we will see the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On this occasion we make dua to Allah ta'ala that He helps our brothers and our sisters in Palestine. Allah ta'ala make it such that they become victorious. Allah ta'ala make it such that wherever Muslims are suffering, Allah ta'ala removes the suffering of the believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and may Allah ta'ala change the conditions throughout the world. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil